Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself and Simon reacted to the conclusion of the World Darts Championship as 16-year-old Luke Littler just missed out on an incredible victory. I ask whether the massive attention in the tournament will translate into more people being interested in the sport. Or will it simply be a flash in the pan? Plus, leading football agent Sky Andrew joined us in studio to talk about FIFA's plans to cap how much agents earn. Well, I did. And Simon did. Did you? We're talking about the final, of course, of uh, the PDC World Championship darts. In the end, the new kid in the block missed out because Luke Humphreys came out on top. He fought back from 4-2 down to beat the teenager Luke Littler 7-4 in the PDC World Championship final. Ali Pali here in London. Simon, uh, the audience figure for that, I think you got it. It, it peaked at what? Um, someone just told me it peaked at 3.68 million, averaged at 3.11. All oh, right, but that um, is remarkable, by the way. Yeah, for that da- is remarkable. Yeah, for for a darts a darts final, I think that for any is sporting event quite, quite remarkable. remarkable. I wonder how it compares to football. I wonder how it compares to some of the biggest games in the football calendar. I think you'll find it's right up there, if not much bigger. Okay, it's so it peaked at three point six eight million viewers. Uh, after it all, Luke Humphrey sat down and realised what he'd done. I mean, it feels incredible. It's uh, something that I'll never not get used to. Um, it's been an incredible journey. I can be honest with you that you know I've worked so so incredibly hard. So, to, to you know to to get to these moments where I'm able to be in major finals, let alone world finals, and uh, you know the way I've gone on and, and won four out of the last five majors, and uh, you know obviously one of them being world world champion is just insane. And it's something that I'll just never never forget in my lifetime. This this year, regardless of whatever I do in my career, this will be one year that I'll never ever forget. So he won't forget it, and many people associated with the sport of darts won't forget it either. But will we now forget about darts for another 12 months? Um, the, the casual viewer, the, the, the individual who's got an interest in darts, but no more than a passing interest, will we now forget about darts for another year or so until another teenage prodigy maybe arrives on the scene? Or will you stick with it?
Will you stick with darts from this point onwards? Will you take to make it an appointment to view what goes on in the Premier League? You might want to drop me a, a, a line on that. 81089. Drop me a message. I'll read them out as many as I can. Simon, I mean, you're a darts fan. I know that. I am, There's yeah. a darts board through there and I've seen you play producer look through there yeah. and I've seen you lose to producer look through there. No, you have not. But um, He can't reach the board. So you have more than a passing interest, I think, in darts. But for, for most people, I would suggest... That's it. I enjoyed that last night. Sure, this kid, Littler, made it something very different to what we expected. But that's it. But there is an element of that. But there's also an element of that. Wimbledon every year, isn't there? Every single tennis court gets packed up until the tournament, after the tournament for two or three weeks, and all of a sudden tennis drops off people's things to do. But what you'll do is you'll build an underlying interest. You're seeing darts and you're seeing the PDC and Barry Hearn's direction of travel, which is to professionalise the game even more than they already have done, start to build academies underneath it to start to develop and build the sport into a more inspirational and aspirational sport. Um, so w- will it will it will it continue to have the same traction that it's had in the last two or three days? No, it won't. But will it ever increase the interest of people um, and peaked the interest and developed a, a few more people wanting to participate? Yeah, absolutely it will. When you've got an audience of 3.68 million and you're seeing people play darts and you're seeing the level of interest and the intensity, and again, you have to give a huge amount of credit. I'm very quick to, cri- to criticise the skies of the world because I don't warm to them as a broadcaster, but I do actually understand the value of what they've done to certain aspects of sport. You know, whether they're the peak broadcaster for boxing or whether they've enhanced sports and taken them to another level. You've got the brilliance of the Hearns that put these things together, and no doubt about it, the snooker and the boxing. This is Barry Hearns, yeah. you know, but, structuring but you're, but you're right about Sky. The way they cover that event Undoubted. last night is unbelievable. Undoubted. You've got two guys Undoubted. who are taking turns to throw three darts at a darts board. And what have they made it into? They've made it into phenomenal but it, viewing. But, but it's also instantaneous gratification because I was watching it with Michelle last night who started not understanding a single thing about it. What was 501? How you got... What was an outshot? Why you couldn't throw triple three to get out on nine or something ridiculous? And I was beginning to get irritated with it. By the end of the, comp- by the, end of the fifth set, she was basically saying triple 19, 19, 20 is a poor score. That's crap. Why has yeah. he only scored 96? That's the, but the point is that you've got instantaneous gratification. They, they fly through the sets. They fly through the legs. You're watching people get into outcomes and to get into points of jeopardy relatively quickly. Yeah. You've got the personalities. You've got the audience. You've got... You know, have you got the personalities? Like the, like the, do we manufacture the personalities? Do we hype them up a, a bit? A little bit, yeah. I think we do. A little bit. Not, none of them are going to solve any puzzles, but they're not there to do that. No, there's you, Dom, one of the listeners. Jim, unfortunately, this is going to pass. It's more hype around the kid than the sport. People want to witness history. They did. That boy last and night, as a 16-year-old, would have made history if he won it. And that's fine. And that's fine. And we'll, we'll move on. But, and of course you will. Of course you will, because it's a peripheral sport. It'll always be dominated by other sports. Football will always dominate. Other sports that come along, you know, whether, whether it's rugby and cricket and subsequently tennis, which is seasonal, come along and take people's attention for a period of time. But underneath it, you're building a relationship with the broadcasters. The broadcasters will look at that and go, 3.68 million. What's the potential of this? So how do we get this? How do we develop this? How do we create this opportunity? Okay, you've got the Sky, you've got the Premier League, which has some traction. Those numbers will start to increase. You'll get more participation. And the more you get participation, the more you get awareness. And ultimately, will it ever supersede some of the big sports? No. Will what, it ever be 3.68 million? I would, I would well, suggest knows? no, because most people last night were tuning in to see if Littler would do it. 
Again, you know, you and, you, and he didn't. You take these moments in time. I mean, well, youngsters now take up to? playing darts because of what they've just witnessed. Well, certain youngsters will. Certain youngsters that aren't equipped physically to play the footballs and rugby's and crickets of the world will see this as an opportunity and see it as something. You know, I read a very funny tweet yesterday about someone saying, "I took my, I took my kids uh, in a pouring rain for years and years to football, tennis, cricket, and swimming, and every single thing I had to do." Some pe- some parents take their kids to the pub. <laughs> little as dead, right? Yeah, and it was yeah. a joke about how you know how the opportunity to take someone to the pub is probably more preferable than running around in a pouring rain. But the point is, is it gives a level of interest. It doesn't have to be the dominant sport. It doesn't have to have huge numbers in terms of. But it doesn't the, want to be a flash in the pan either. Well, I don't think it is a flash in the pan. I think they've been building it up for some time. That's why they've got the darts Premier League. That's why the prize monies have gone up. But that's, that's what I'm saying to you. How, how many of those people watching last night, I for one won't, will now direct their attention to the darts Premier League well, because I've been hooked. Am I hooked? No. Well, if it's 1%, if it's 1%, you've got another 40,000 people participating. If it's 1% of the audience that like that... yeah. yeah. You know, from small acorns. But darts, look at the, you, know, the, you go back to the days when Eric Bristow and Jockey Wilson and John Lowe and Cliff Lazarenko and Leighton Reese yeah. and all these players were on stage drinking themselves to Palookaville, smoking cigarettes and barely able to carry their own body weight. Right? <laughs> now you've got, a di- I'm not body shaming, I'm talking about the, 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 the no, reactions of people. Yeah. You've got an audience which is engaged. Yeah. You look, at the, you look at that audience. You know, Frank Warren comes on here and gets all prickly about the fact that we accused the Saudis of having no atmosphere inside a boxing arena and we know it didn't and I can talk about 10 people that were there that would say the same thing yeah. but the point is is that the darts atmosphere is unique it's you, it's quintessentially British but it's interesting isn't it because the two countries that have dominated darts are the Netherlands and the British and there must be something indexed to the culture of our society let's put it out there Simon I mean are you now hooked is that it for you? It's darts for you now. You're going to stick with it. Or do we now forget about darts for the next 12 months? Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. We're kind of dancing around the subject of agents and the work they do in, the, say, for example, the January transfer window. At this time, players will move for big money. What do the agents get? And why aren't the agents regulated in a strict, more strict basis? That's what FIFA wanted to do. New FIFA regulations have been suspended for this January window. What were the regulations about? Basically, they included agents having to pass an exam to get a license. FIFA wanted to to limit the amount of money that agents made in a deal to 3% of transfer fees. And uh, FIFA also wanted to to nail this dual representation that an agent could no longer uh, represent a club and a player in the same transaction. But as a result of that, some of the agents said, no, we're not having this. And FIFA have ended up getting a sore face and have had to back off. Uh, one agent told Mail Sport the legal advice was clear from the outset that the new regulations are unlawful. But FIFA were determined to introduce them come what may. Sky Andrew has been uh, braver than most agents this morning and he has um, come into the studio to discuss this with Simon and myself live on Talk Sport. It seems to me, Sky, amongst other things, maybe a way around this, is that let's say we get to the end of this window, the January window, which Simon is not a fan of, and that's, down, that's up to him. Mm. He either is or isn't, but that's up to him. At the end of this January window, are we going to see a situation to get through this that FIFA should say, right, a group of agents, big, small and indifferent, come and meet us in Zurich and we're going to have this out. One sand for all, we're going to bring you to the table and we're going to thrash this out. Well, one of the major problems in football is the right people aren't sitting in the right seats. And so it just seems to me so obvious that FIFA needs to source 
people that know what's going on in, in the agency world because they don't. They they they're sitting what, in the what air, this guy? They're, they're sitting <coughs> in the what glass tower of, of, of FIFA, <clears throat> FIFA, and they're seeing certain information, but they don't know what's going on. The only people that know what's going on are the agents that have created this monopoly, this exclusive club where everybody's getting paid and everyone's happy. So there isn't a pursuance of excellence. It's a pursuance of how much money can people get out of the game. So sit the right people in the right seats. There's no excuse for FIFA to not find people that know what's going on and are not partisan and are not influenced by money to sit in the right seat and to govern this industry. And you would go to that meeting. You would uh, I mean, FIFA. Li- listen, Who else would do that? Li- uh, listen, I don't think many people would do it. At the end of the day, football is an industry of low-hanging fruit. In what other industry could a top player have... Listen, there are some good mums and some good brothers and some good sisters around that have got a bit of skill, but what other industry is there going to be someone positioned around a multi-million pound player who is a multi-million pound industry and and the brother or the sister or the mum or whoever or whoever is around positions themselves to be the agent? That could not happen in tennis. That could not happen in any other sport. Just in the passing, how could the Jaden Sancho situation have um, got to where it's got? Now... I'm not asking you to to bring to air the name of the agent, but surely there is a, a a hard case example of an agent not doing his job properly. Look, obviously, I know his agent, so I'm, you know I'm not going to cast aspersions over his agent. I know, I know. But at well. the end of the day, what I would say generally is that players, world class players, need world class advice, and you can see from the public get to see everything. So you can see that what's happened with Jaden Sancho is is unfortunate. Because um, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say that you can't win against a manager. You can never win against a manager. If the manager says something about you, you've either got to apologise or you've got to and not say that, anything. And what's that got to do with the agent? No, listen, Jim asked the question. The agent worked, the, the, Jim can, asked the question. The flip, side of the, the agent. Your, your flip side of that argument is the agent's yeah. moved in from Dortmund, got him 300 grand a week when he's not worth 50. The player's not good enough to be playing for Man United. That's a different discussion. No, but that's Jim's question. But what's, it's the, not but me. what's your point? I don't understand no, no, your point no, no. Is. My point is world-class players need world-class advice. And I'm saying but that the public... The who's the arbitrator of that then? No, but they've got to seek no, it. No, 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 You can't just make these sweeping statements. Who's the arbitrator oh. of what world-class advice looks like? Football has a habit yeah. of people being at loggerheads with each other. Yeah. Clubs at loggerheads with the players, players at loggerheads with the owners, and on and on it goes. Yeah. FIFA tried to do something yeah. here. Yeah. Some of the top agents railed up and said, we're not having that, it's unlawful. Yeah, yeah. At the end of this window, how do we get it to being a fairer landscape for all concerned? Just, just but, be but clear. My whom? point, my point. Fairer for whom, Jim? What is it that we're trying to achieve? Well, my FIFA, point FIFA, isn't well, about well, Jaden rambling off about best class advice, right? FIFA, yeah. FIFA, and what's wrong FIFA with that then? Because I, I, don't, I don't understand what you're saying. The problem is: is the problem uh, too much was... money's going out of the game? Is the problem is that the players aren't getting represented properly? Is the problem that the players Simon, have got Sky delusions of what they should right. The problem is that. Some of the agents at the top, and it's, it's a the small number. Is the fact that some of the agents at the very top are earning obscene amounts of money, and that's got to problem stop. Problem for who? No, but listen. I, but the problem is for, for everybody. For, no, no, for, no. For, for the game, for no, the no, clubs. No, but, for, but, but why is it a problem for FIFA? And the clubs don't have a problem with it because they're the ones that are paying it, right? So it's a good look, is it? No, I'm not suggesting it is. Well, but, kill it. But, but again, who yeah. is it? A, again, who is it a problem for? No, no, listen, listen. Because the clubs are willingly paying it. 
No. The clubs are, are prepared to pay the fees that are in place. The clubs were prepared to allow, as a club, a former club owner, was a prepared to no, allow the club sits- agents to be not the agents to be paid by anybody but their client. All of this has been security so is a problem. No, I'm not suggesting it's not, but I'm saying what is the problem that we're trying to fix? Are we trying to stop? the amount of money going out of the game. Are we trying to redistribute it? Because I tell you what, as a former club owner, I couldn't give a monkey's how much money these agents get distributed amongst themselves. I want to reduce the amount well, of money they're getting. Well, that's not true. But I couldn't. I oh, couldn't. come I on, couldn't. Simon. I, no, I couldn't. We all know that you've got a major issue with the amount of money for agents to get. How can you sit there and say that you no, don't no, no, no. care no, you about got, how much you agents listened. get? You no, haven't, I'm listening. You haven't listened. I I'm couldn't, listening. I couldn't give a monkey's about the... No, redi- that's not true. I no, you let me finish the point. Yeah, then you can, finish then you can tell me what and you've done you, And then I'll tell you it's I not couldn't true. give a monkey's about the redistribution model of making sure agents at the bottom of the food chain get a bite of the cherry. I couldn't care less about it. I couldn't care less. What I want to do is make sure that there's less division, less um, aggravation with agents trying to break relationships between clubs and players, and the market will find its level about what agents can generate. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd like to see. Just and to that's be what clear, I've always wanted yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, just to be clear about Jaden Sancho, this isn't about his agent. What I'm saying to you is players should seek the best advice. And then the arbitrator of that well, what is, is the public. What problem are you fixing by that? Is the, because then the... Um, well, educate the players then. Then, then the focus isn't on <laughs> is low-hanging fruit. Job? Is it FIFA's well, job? I don't know what you mean, Sky. You're uh, saying... Players, do you want to explain problem, to you what it means? The problem that you want to fix... I'll explain to you what it means. The problem that you want to fix is that, age, that players should get better advice. Yes. Well, then choose better agents, you gormless sods. Sammy, you said this morning You said this morning in the mail, the transfer window, January 1, apart from being a financial wart on the backside of football is now a media event with more hype, more engagement Correct. and more interest. Yes. And then you go on to say it only really benefits players and agents. Correct. That's why we're talking about this. But that's got, that's why but, FIFA but that, want to go after it. No, but, aggressively, again, but as they have again, done. But that's a poor example because I'm saying if you take the transfer window away, you take away the critical mass that gets created by a limited amount of time to do a deal. Do you agree that the right people should sit in the right seats? I'll give an example. Right? <laughs> I don't know right. what you mean by no, that. No, no. Man United are a great club. They're a, they're, they're a great club. So um, Man United <laughs> have got a... No, it's, it's not funny. It's serious. But I don't know what you're Man talking United about, Sky. Have I'm got, not sure you have do. got the biggest global brand in football. So right. then what, what I'm saying is, then it becomes, if you've got the finance, it becomes about decision making. Right. So then we need players to make decisions on who's giving them advice and then fans and everybody won't get upset. But the players aren't getting lassoed. To the, listen, you, you have to sign with this agent. Players are making... Tra- I don't know what you're talking about. What do you Simon, mean? No, 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 no. To this. How do FIFA push through these regulations? Him, who the top agents, not Sky, other agents have decided, let's get them in the unlawful aspect of this. Yeah. Let's challenge them that this is unlawful and let's scupper FIFA in their very tracks. And that's exactly what they've done. How do we bring FIFA and well, those depend, top de- agents to the table well, to depends, say, this has gone well, on depends, too long, depends you if, lot are earning too but, much but, but, out of the game. That is nailing it. You've, that's it. You've, 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 you've nailed yeah. it. So how do FIFA do that? Yeah, it's like nailing a jelly to all, that one. Um, how do you do it? <laughs> that's not very nice. Restriction of a trade. So basically what the argu- uh, argument is, is that at one point, you're talking about capitalism and an opportunity for people to grow in an industry, an industry not to be able to determine how much people can earn from it. And the next point, you're talking about regulation and governance. How do FIFA do it? Oh, yeah, we're talking about how, how do FIFA things. do what? Get no, these yeah, top all characters of these to a table all... and say, you've had it too good for too long. This all stops now. That's but, great, because what, what Jim's tra- saying the, there the, the is tragedy. he's saying a solution, and you don't want a solution. And Sky Andrew, you, a top agent, is agreeing with me. You want to fight in a telephone box. No, but I don't know what you're talking about, Sky. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. We shall round off this discussion. Regards uh, agents, uh, Simon, you're sniggering in the background. Sky Andrew, yeah, the top agent, has come and gone. FIFA, as we know, have been forced to climb down on uh, their bid to regulate agents so that uh, certain agents can no longer operate within the, the world of football and land themselves huge deals and come out with massive, massive amounts of money. He said the, the, the FIFA as an organisation are yeah. saying, legally, we challenge it legally, we're not having it any longer. But the agents have bitten back saying, legally, you have no case. And FIFA have had to spend uh, their intentions uh, to that end in their tracks. Uh, intentions like dual representation would be banned. Yeah. An agent can't represent club and player and any longer. And they're achievable. And they're achievable, okay. 3% of transfer fees would be the top whack that an agent can take from uh, any transfer deal it all seems a very good idea if somewhat late to me Simon that FIFA are trying to do this yeah I mean sitting through that conversation reminds me of the Mark Twain quote you know it's uh it's better to keep your mouth shut shut and make people think you're stupid rather than open your mouth and prove it um I don't know I don't don't know what you're trying to offer but some kind of a way but forward. We're, we're talking about ridiculous conversations about involving HMRC. If it's, as if HMRC are going to come to the table and say to players, "I tell you what, we'll do. We'll give you a tax break." Yeah. If you, if you, if but you, you. But here's the thing. I think the vast majority of people out there listening to us this morning, and I'm looking at the many, many, many messages that are coming in. Couldn't care less. Wrong. Are sick of the fact that certain individuals in this game who purport to represent top players walk away with millions, having done next to sod all. That's what kills a man in the street. Well, but he'll still support I'm, his club. She'll still I'm support last, his club. I'm the last but person. these individuals attain too much I'm, money. And Sky Andrew as an agent is saying, I agree with you, it's wrong. I'm the last FIFA person, should be allowed I'm the to last do something about to it. Defend, well, but, but you can't break the law to be able to, to, to achieve it. So what do they do? 
What, what, again, I'm, I don't know what you're trying to solve. Who's they're taking? You've got players getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. A week. You've got agents taking ten percent, twelve percent out of the game. Two hundred million. First of all, tax the agents. Make them pay a levy for being involved in football because everyone else has to pay a levy. Stop them being able to get involved with breaking players' contracts and creating division between clubs. How you do that, I don't know. Ultimately, make players pay for their agents. Stop the trend of allowing agents to only work for people that can insulate the players against their tax liabilities that everyone else has to pay in society. But unfortunately, that genie is out of the bottle. You're, you're pushing against a stream. Now, all you can do well, is, they try, can be, they can is, try, is try and find a... They are, they are regulated. They are governed to a certain extent. What they're pushing back against, and what you, what you framed it as, is the, is the FIFA have put a legal... No, FIFA, FIFA didn't put a legal position forward. FIFA took, put, took an autonomous position and said, basically, as a FIFA-licensed agent now, you will no longer be able to be able to charge what you want. Here's the governance. They didn't legally test that. They just put it down as a blanket perspective. The agents tested it legally. The agents went back and said, that's a restriction of trade. But regardless of that, FIFA were right in attempting to do what they were doing. Do you not agree with that? <laughs> do I think too much money is paid to agents? Yes. But is that not market forces? Who's paying it? People like me paid it. And why did we pay it? Because that's the nature of the market force that you're in. If we don't want to pay it... Now, I would suggest that you go about it another way, which is you cap clubs. You turn around and say to clubs that given if you can cap sal- if you can put salary caps into place, which will no doubt be contested and challenged by the players' union, if you can put financial fair play and governance on what football clubs can and can't lose, then you can put caps on what clubs can spend on agents' fees. And, then you- and if you're going to get players to accept, what he's arguing about is that players are paying tax after they've paid tax on their wages, they then have to pay their agents' fees and then they get taxed on their agents' fees because their agents are, are benefiting kind. But that's how we all live. Of course. There's no different to anybody else. The only reason this has happened is because football has gotten carried away of itself and doesn't understand the reality of what it's created in terms of the player's perception of what they're entitled to. And you're not going to change that. So the only way you can do it is say, OK, how can we take some money out of the game? And clearly, taking money out of the out of the game for agents, I mean, we can t- if we less money on the table. He's talking about inducements. He's talking about artificial incentives. He's talking about getting players, young players, to sign contracts because they get an upfront payment, which they give to their parents, and then they're getting represented by bad agents. Well, they only sign with an agent for two years, and if they're stupid enough and greedy enough to sign for agents that have no benefit to them, then that's their own decision making process. Maybe Warren, who's a taxi driver in Alfreton in Derbyshire just to finish up with, has the right idea. Guys, I'm a taxi driver. I'm listening to you. I have to be registered and a license to operate. I'm registered to the local authority and the license is issued by them. The rates that I charge are set by them. Why can't agents be registered with the appropriate organisation, like FIFA, like the FA, have a license to operate and the rates are set not by them, but by the authority. Different governance, I suspect. I don't, under, I don't know why the legal system would allow a taxi a driver to be operating under this, a regime which dictates what he can and can't charge. It doesn't dictate how long he has to work for and how much tax he might have to pay because he's allowed to make certain but adjustments. FIFA tried it. FIFA tried to tell the agents but again, what you can and cannot I, I, I'm make I'm suggesting that, the, that there's a reason why there's a difference and maybe if the taxi drivers all got together and decided to challenge the taxi authorities and say, you can't determine what we charge in our metres... That maybe there'll be a challenge that was pushed back. The on problem the is that people like yourself, and you've admitted it, as a former owner, and owners are doing it today, and people at the top of clubs are doing it today, are happy to pay these damned agents an enormous amount of money. So you get the player. You're happy to pay for what you think you're getting. When you don't get what you've paid for, 
and subsequently you then find that the agent is creating division. My issue has always been the people that get the major benefit aren't paying for it, which is the players, and how do we get to that stage? But we have, and that's like King Canute standing in front of the sea and asking it to go back. And also, why are agents then allowed to create division and break relationships between clubs and players because it suits them? Those are my major issues. What they get out of it, what the game should, the game should be taxing them. The game should be saying, well, we want 5% of your earnings paid back into the game yeah, as a levy. Now we're talking. But I've always said that. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.